Welcome to EEN Moms Talk. We are going to explore how we are called to care for God's creation, what that looks like for modern moms, and how we can make better choices to protect our kids from environmental harms. Now on to today's episode. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Beth Bond, your hostess for EEN Moms Talk. And um, I enjoyed having my sister on as a guest so much, and it's been three months, it's hard to believe it's been three months, that I have brought her back today. And today, as we are coming off, um, you know, April, where we, we think about how we care for God's creation, um, we wanted to do a follow-up show on what I am calling Reduce, Reduce, Reduce. So um, for those of you who haven't been around um, Creation Care or maybe don't know uh, Recycling Lexicon, um, there's this thing called the three R's of recycling, and it's reduce, reuse, recycle. But so many people skip the reduce and reuse, and they go straight to the recycle. And so we really need to focus on the reduce. Um, as you'll, If you read the show notes, you'll see um, 50% of the, tr- the plastic that we um, consume in the United States is single-use plastic, which means it cannot be used over again. And we are putting worldwide 9.75 trillion tons of tons, not pounds, tons of plastic into our oceans every single year. So what we really need to do is reduce. And Kendra Bean, the super mom that she is, um, has a lot of great tips um, to help us think about how we reduce. So um, the first thing we're going to talk about, because we released it yesterday and we're so excited about it, is is we have started the Last Straw Pledge campaign at um, EEN. So that's, in, for those of you who don't know, the Evangelical Environmental Network. And what this, the pledge does is we ask people to take it and then um, consider five ways to re- reduce um, straws. Now, Kendra, Kendra appreciates this. Us being down in the South, we love our straws, right? And there's all kinds of sort of fun yes, stories of straws because, right, we want cold drinks and we want to get that liquid into us as fast as possible. <laughs> so um, plastic straws, though, are the bane of the existence. They're made out of recycled materials. You, can, I mean, it's actually a plastic number that you can recycle, but they cannot be recycled because they're so small they gum up the machines. So even if you put straws in your recycling, it will not get recycled, so don't even do it. Um, so we like to think about some alternatives. Um, in the show notes, I have a link to our new pledge, and we um, also are introducing a mascot for the pledge, and I will talk a little bit more about that later. But I want to talk to Kendra a little bit about, like, what are the epiphanies you had when you found out about the straw issue? Well, I just think it's something that we so casually use. And kids, you know, just being kids sometimes will put two, three in there to drink from it, and you're like, oh, my goodness. And it's so easy when you're at a restaurant, we just say, no straws, please. You know, like they they go to bring them to you with your drinks. We just tell them no straws, and it's simple to do. It's the easiest thing to do. Um of course, you can always do, you know, a glass straw when you're um, at home. If someone wants to, you know, use that straw. Right. And I like the stainless steel ones because they actually keep things colder. And um, 
I, I really loved one and I carried it in my purse and then I got a brand new purse from my girlfriend and the straw is too big for the purse. So I've sort of gotten out of the habit of carrying my stainless steel straw. But, you know, people actually, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of out women on this as, as I've been talking to people, a lot of men don't use straws anyway. I didn't, I, I mean, I guess I just didn't really think about it. Does Steve use a straw? He does. He does. Mm-hmm. Probably, I mean, when he's with us, you know, he gets a little uh, brushed back. But um, I'm sure, yeah, he uses straws, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, like, look, this is, as we always talk about, this is about progress, not perfection. Um, and the, the thing that people need to know about straws is, although it drives me crazy to see straws, plastic straws, like, you know, at, you know, your, your big block, your big box, um, most of the plastic straws are con- are consumed in two ways, at restaurants, right? And that includes all restaurants, so fast food or sit-down restaurants. But the second thing is, and we don't really think about it, and I, and I don't have a way to solve this. I've been racking my brain is, is in the juice boxes. So, well, actually, I take that back. I do have a way to solve it. So think about juice boxes. Think about how convenient they are, which they are. But think about, like, the straw, the whole conversation of the straw. Um, and, you know, the well, – tell, tell me how you feel about juice. But did, 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 did the kids really use juice boxes? I don't even remember. Um, I was not a big um, – if I was at home, my kids were either on a sippy cup or they had a glass. So I was not at home a big user of them. But there is most certainly for moms who are on the go, who are going to sporting events, or are going to be on the road for a while, a convenience to that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you have to kind of make a decision on what you're going to do. I um, always diluted my kids' juice um, when they were under well, probably five um, with water, so it was easier for me actually to just um, make it at home and take it, you know. Right, and that is the solution that I had forgotten, but that you have so eloquently stated. So, um, although there's been great efforts to reduce sugar and juice, um, pediatricians are still really recommending to limit the amount of fruit juice you give your kids because of the sugar content, and that is the way to reduce. Um, the whole juice boxes. Once again, I'm not saying you eliminate juice boxes forever out of your life. I get it when you know if you've got three or four kids and you're at soccer, and you know the the, the kids, the other kids need something. I get it. I'm not saying you don't do it. The whole topic though is is reduce, right? And the reality right. of it is, it's cheaper to buy in bulk. And having one, you pay for that convenience. I think people forget that they pay for that convenience. You know, juice boxes are a lot more expensive than buying a big, um, one big bottle of juice and then um, diluting it. I mean, you actually make your penny stretch a lot more, too. Right. And really, it's flat out better for your kids because you're not teaching them to love that sweet, sweet. Though I have to have one disclaimer. Um, I would use Capri Suns if we were going on a big outing, and I know they're not great either. But you could freeze them and use them as your ice, and then at the end of, you know, uh, afternoon in the park, they would be thawed out and the kids could have them. You know, so instead of toting, you know, separate ice or whatever, because they were contained. Um, 
so you you have to kind of plan and think about what you really, you know, how far you're carrying things, how much weight you need, you know, and and be responsible with it. You can bring those things home and still recycle those. Well, the recycling is an issue. But also one other thing I did, which another mom got me on, is you can paint the outside of those juice straws and cut them and do lacing craft projects with them. You know, they're just like the little um, other beads you might use. So well, that's, and, okay. you know, just another way if, you, if you're going to use your straw, you know, at least you're going to use it twice as a, a craft item. Right. Well, and and so you've brought up two reuse things. Um, and one of the reuse things you brought up is a reuse before you even use. So is it a pre-reuse? I don't know. So that's, I didn't even think about that. But the idea of freezing the pre-suns and making that the ice. Because the other thing that does is is it eliminates weight, right? Because you're not carrying yes. juice and ice. And Correct. it eliminates um, what you have to bring home. Now, you're not talking about emptying out water and ice and all that kind of stuff at the end. So that that gets one of my I'm gonna I've started this on a couple of other podcasts, but um, we're gonna make this official. That gets the hashtag brilliant idea. So <laughs> And I, I used that a lot when my kids were growing up. Right. That was really a standby, you know, party. We had birthday I live in Florida, so spring birthdays are always at the park and I would do that and then it was such an easy um weight saver too cuz you're tired at the end you don't want to lug all that ice back <laughs> right right no absolutely i love that idea and, the other and thing, then i do um sorry go on the other thing that we always do with the ice and um is we come home you know from you know a a day trip or wherever we've been and we just take the ice and we throw it on the lawn just let it water the lawn why do you have to put it down the drain right right so that way, you know, it's getting reused too. Well, and I love the idea of reusing um, the straws. Like, you know, look, we all know plastic straws are going to fall into our life. So the idea of washing them and cutting them up, and you can you could cut them up in different sizes. And, I mean, it could be lacing. Yeah. You know, you could have, like, what are those? Well, we kept our cross stitch in it. They, they, I guess they're lure and tackle boxes that have, you know. Yes. What are they? What do you anyway? You know the things with all the little compartments. So, I mean, you could sort the pieces with craft colors box. and just keep on adding it. Craft box. So I, that's a that's a great idea. Um, and and once again, um, I'm sure everybody probably has a craft box anyway. And if not, you know, find one at a garage sale. And think, I mean, the lacing thing becomes free. I mean, essentially, because the beads are used straws. I, I, I love that idea. So I have one other idea for straws that I remember um, we did one time. If you collect the straws, if you're using them, um, and then sometimes, you know, you'll get different colored straws, red, white, and whatever, is you can decorate the spokes on their tire wheels. And that was a fun thing to do. You just give them a slit down, and then you clip them around the spokes on their wheels so their bike, you know, looks dressed up. You know, you can get... Um, you know, just the parent, of course, would have to slip the straw, but they can put it on. And there's all co- co- kinds of different colored straws, you know. So you can do red, white, and blue at Fourth um, of July. You can do, you know, spring colors um, in the spring. And that's that's another way to reuse them and 
kind of give them a project to jazz their bike up a little. That's that's a great idea. That's and that's really fun, and um, I, yeah, I love that idea. So, um, do we have anything else to say about straws? Don't use them. <laughs> don't get, don't use them. Well, so, somewhere I saw uh, hashtag refuse the straw, um, and I had to tell you that it's it's sort of funny in our family, right? Um, uh, because you know, because I'm always like, send them back. But my pet peeve is the people who think they're serving you, and they, you know, they take off the bottom of the straw and they stick the straw in the glass while they're serving you with the paper on top. I'm like, well, then you have, then you have no choice. You gotta use it. Um, but uh, it's sort of funny with with staff, you know, restaurants. It just depends on where you live too. But you know, the, they like almost look injured that you're not taking the straw, or like. What's wrong with you that you're not using the straw? But here in um, Decatur, we went to I went to dinner with a friend, and we were at a restaurant, and we said, you know, here the straws back, thank you, please. I always say, here the straw back, please use them for someone else. In other words, don't just throw them away because it didn't get used, right? Um, exactly. And anyway, exactly. Right. And the, so the waiter goes, he goes, that's becoming a thing. He goes, there was a woman in here. And not only did she not take her straw, she went to every table and told them why they shouldn't have a straw. And I just want to assure you, Kendra, I have not done that. Your sister has not gotten that psycho crazy where she's going to tell everyone in the restaurant why they shouldn't use a straw. But it is sort of fun to yes, think I, that people – go on. I, I, I appreciate you not, you know, approaching people <laughs> in restaurants and disturbing them at all. <laughs> the other thing – we have an issue with here in Florida is, is they um, are doing away with straws at like beach restaurants because the wildlife, you know, gets into the beach for issues. So that that's another, you know, way they're reducing straw supply here too. Right. Well, and we'll talk a little bit more about um, – straws and the impact on the environment because I'm sort of trying to tease everyone to hang it into the end to hear about um, our new mascot. But um, the other thing, the other sort of criticism people say, well, you know, if you stop using straws, that's not going to solve the problem. And uh, mother always gets mad at me when I say this, but I'm like, uh, straws, the gateway drug to starting your reduce journey, right? And mother's always like, oh, Beth. But but the reality of it is is the straw the awareness of straws leads people to think well what else is a single use that doesn't make any sense right so um, you know and just to really freak everybody out with the numbers we use enough plastic straws every single day in America um, to wrap the earth two and a half times that's every single day that's straws amazing. and isn't that crazy. And what's the Crazy. average length people use straws, right? I mean, it's like under 20 minutes. I mean, if you have a nice meal, maybe an hour, you know? It just – it doesn't even feel – it just – it seems so yucky. But the, the whole point is that you just don't think about it until somebody says, oh, hey, you should think about. Um, and and there's also some – there's some number about, like, how many school buses um, of straws we use every single day. And I don't remember what that is, but it's over 100. Um, a, a school bus is just full of straws that get thrown away, wow. right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, all right, I think we've we beat the uh, last straw part uh, um, <laughs> good enough, but we will be talking to um, 
Well, we'll be talking about Terry a little bit later. So one of the other ways that moms in particular can make a huge impact is the lunchbox. Um, so let's let's talk about um, lunchboxes and and how 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 you approached lunchboxes when the kids were were in that phase of their life. Well, I approached it um, like every other, and my, and my children are a little bit older, you know, um, 20 years ago, um, that, you know, I put everything in baggies and off it went, you know. They, we had a baggie. It went, you know, to the um, park with us. But now, um, probably, you know, when I became more aware, we did away with the baggies. And what I liked about it the most was I didn't have to buy them anymore. You know, I didn't, I was always, you know, this and, you know, am I, do I have them? You know, I just um, moved to regular containers. I bought cute containers. Um, I remember um, Auntie Beth there gave us an Oreo container. It looked like an Oreo. And you just twisted it to open and they could have their snack in that. So the kids, if you start with them, they will embrace it. They won't ever think about using a baggie. Um, so I have uh, an assortment, and I have a, a high schooler that still takes her lunch, and she gets a container every day, you know, depending on whether she needs a thermos or um, for something hot. And we just use small containers or containers that fit, you know, what she's taking. And then they just come home, flip them right into the dishwasher, and we're done. And it really so- simplifies the whole lunch. See, now I like that because I wouldn't have thought of it as a simplification, right? Um, but, I mean, w- what wouldn't you do to simplify any kind of chore like, you know, lunch? Right. And the other thing is, is like if you're putting in um, an apple with goldfish, they have crumbs by the time they've batted their lunchbox around a few times. <laughs> so by using a stable... Um, container, your food doesn't end up getting mashed. Your sandwich doesn't become mashed on one side where the jelly has now soaked through your bread because a piece of fruit was on it. So, like, even if you didn't care about the creation care, what you're telling me is, is by using reusable containers, you get a better lunch and you get less mess. And it simplifies. Absolutely. Now, I know I used to volunteer. It was probably one of my least favorite volunteer jobs at the school is they would have parents come in and we would have a little apron and we would walk around the cafeteria and open chip bags, you know, for the younger kids, the kindergartners, (laughs) first graders who couldn't do it. We would have to... um, you know, opening the pudding things, all the all the all the packaging that the kids can't even manage themselves. We had volunteers in there doing. Personally, I mean, it was noisy, right? It was always noisy in there. But you know, they would raise their hand, and you would go over and help them. And I'm like, they can open a Tupperware. They can open any little small container. They know how to do that. I'd rather, and some schools, you know, have paid lunch attendants. I'd rather have my money going to educate my child than paying someone to open lunch containers. So it's kind of a, a whole approach to it also. 
I, I didn't even know they had people like that. I didn't even know you did that, volunteer. You're such a you are such a blessing to that. School I tried system. to do you other did. things. It wasn't my favorite. <laughs> it was like it was loud. Exactly. You know, you went home with a headache off a screaming kid. You know, but you know, you a lot of energy in those. Right, a lot of energy in those lunchrooms. Well, that that's another great point, and and this is also um, something to be said about like potato chips and things like that. Right, you talked about the goldfish, mm-hmm. but even when they're sort of older, it's cheaper to buy the potato chips in a big bag. Um, if, if, if you're going to, you know, if that's what you're going to give your kids, then and then put it in smaller containers that can be reused over and over and over. And not only are you and reducing the chips get mashed. Right. Right. So not only are you reducing, but you're saving money because it's a lot cheaper. Once again, like like it's convenient. Right. That's oh, well, it's just convenient. But we forget that there is a price with that convenience. And I would rather spend my money on something for the kids that's more treat oriented, um, you know, like a movie or something like that, um, because I'm buying things in bulk and, and using reusable things for lunch. Right. And I have some of them, I'm racking my brain. I mean, some of my containers, you know, they last years, you know, it's not, it's, it's not like, Oh, it's, you know, done at the end of, you know, the school year. I mean, you just, own the dishwasher and they're there for um, next year too. So I mean, just if you compound how many baggies you saved, it's it's just mind blowing. Now, did I ever give you lunch skins? Um, no, I, I know exactly what they are. A lot, I mean, you do see that more now in the cafeteria. The lunch right. skins, the little reusable containers. But like I said, for my kids. It, it, you know, it was a smash sandwich they didn't want. Right. Well, you know. and, and that is something that lunch skins cannot prevent. Um, I really right. liked lunch skins because it was sort of like this happy bag. And um, if you go to five things to reduce your kids' lunch box trash, which is in the show notes, then you can check out lunch skins. Um, but the thing about lunch skins is, is I met them early on when I was at a trade show up in Baltimore and they have a video on their website, and that's it's worth it to just check out their their website to watch the video. And they show all these kids dumping plastic baggies. They had made a calculation about plastic baggies, and it's like hundreds of thousands of baggies a school year um, per school, right? Because you know if it's three lunches times anyway, that may be Alabama math, but the point is, is you know you're reducing. <laughs> and they say one lunch skin saves 500 baggies but my experience is is my lunch skin uh, granted i'm not a kid i'm not going to school every day i'm not using it every day but my lunch skins lasted much much longer which you know you've already alluded to to your other stuff is this 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 isn't a school year thing this is a you know this is this could be the entire elementary education thing right right so um anything else to say i you know and i never thought about like kindergartners not being able to open pudding cups like right and homemade 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 pudding even if it's instant pudding is so much better well i think that that's a per- personal preference but i they put so many chemicals in those pudding cups to make them um shelf stable and extend their shelf life um i just you know i i just reject that the whole pudding cup thing from that perspective alone 
Right. I'm, I'm going to tell you a gross little story, so I hope I don't offend anyone. My son was, gosh, in diapers, so probably two years old, and they had, you know, all these colors of applesauce. He loved the applesauce. And I, you know, you know embraced the, the trend, and I gave him green aqua applesauce, and his poop was bright green, and I never gave it to him again. I'm like, what in the world did I put into him that would pass through like that? Like, I, I, I was terrifying. so offended. It, it really was terrifying, and, you know, I, I, you know, I want him to have the cool stuff too, but I was like, never again did we ever buy that because, like, to totally change everything in his bowel. Mm. It, it, it was a bit alarming. Yeah. So I have a friend who had a son who had um, couldn't have preservative, preservatives and things, and she found that, you know, all of that um, easy, convenient, ready-to-use things are full of preservatives because they, do, they want them to last. Something else just to think about is, is like, you don't have to pack every day for your things. Like, if they're going to get pretzels, you can put them into containers, you know, do it on Sunday night and Wednesday night. So you don't have to, you know, do it every single night. You know, maybe you want to make a fresh sandwich every day. But, you know, if they're getting, you know, whatever um, snack item they're getting in their lunchbox, you know, just to have three containers fill all three up. They're going to stay good for three days. Saves you a little bit of time, too. That, that, and you know I love the efficiency, right? Um, it's what I talk about when I consult people about social media. You know, um, use a free app and schedule out for 30 days because it's a lot easier to sit down for an hour and schedule out, you know, 15 posts than it is to do it every single – it becomes a burden. and. Um, right. And what do I always tell the children about practice? Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. And so, you know, if you're doing it back to back to back, you actually get faster because it's repetitive. So that's, that, that's, that's very true. Okay. We're going to take a break and then we're going to move on to some other things. And at the end, we'll introduce Terry the sea, sea turtle. Oh, I'm so excited. We hope you're enjoying this episode of EEN Moms Talk. If you want to engage more with us, you can follow us on Instagram at EEN Moms. You can follow us on Twitter at EEN underscore Moms. Or you can join our private Facebook group at EEN Moms. Just click to join and we approve you in the group. If you want to download our free Bible study, hop over to creationcare.org and you can download it there. We really believe community is the key to everything, so we hope you will make us part of yours. Now, back to our guest. Okay, so um, some other ways to reduce plastic. So, you know, we were saying earlier that the straw is sort of like the gateway into other ways you can reduce plastic. So let's talk about shopping bags. Um I have also provided a link in the show notes about the blog I've written. I call it Creation Hack, Train Yourself to Use Reusable Shopping Bags. So what was your biggest challenge when you started using reusable shopping bags? To remember to take the darn things into the store. Mm 
Exactly. Me too. You know, Same. It, it, you, you, you just, you know, you grab your purse and you go in the store. Now I, 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 I'm pretty proficient at, you know, making sure I have my bags. Um, if you keep them in the front seat, you know, if your kids are in the back seat, you know, if you keep them in the front seat, that helps a lot because you're seeing them um, just to grab them on your way out. Um, the other thing I think is an issue is um, getting them back to the car. You know, sometimes I would look for them and I'd be like, oh, I left them hanging in, on the chair in the kitchen. So those are my two little things. But once you just get in a little habit of taking them back to the car, I usually do it right after I unload. So they're there. Um, that's just how I've worked it out. Well, and clearly we are, you know, blood because those are the two problems I have. In fact, we know it's a problem because for a while at Kroger there would be a sign, don't forget to bring in your, you know, your reusable bags. Unfortunately, those signs seems to have disappeared, but, you know, the memory. And so what I did is, is, is I started with them in the front street. So I would never, the front street, the front seat. Um, and, um, you know, I wouldn't forget. Uh, and then, um, and you know this with, you know, Kyle and baseball and Colette and ballet, I'm sure they talk about muscle memory. When I, you know, I'm a tennis player. I talk about, um, they talk about muscle memory. Like the reason you practice is because, you know, you train to do the best thing, but there's also, it's, it's psychological, it's biological. Your muscles start to remember. So it's not a new thought. It becomes rote, just sort of like the same way you, re, you know, you memorize, if you're, if you're a commuter, you memorize your commute home and people freak out like, I don't remember my commute home because you've got muscle memory of the commute. And so um, if once you get trained on those bags, you actually have muscle memory. And, and then I could put them in the trunk. So, you know, and my trunk is ridiculous because my trunk has, I have the largest collection of reusable bags because everything I go to, they give me one. Um, and then, even though I know I don't know it, like, oh, the Whole Foods canvas one. I went to an event recently. I'm like, do I need a canvas bag? No, but it's such a pretty Whole Foods one. So um, so that was the first muscle memory. For me, getting it back out to the car, well, you're not going to be surprised to hear this. Your sister is not a domestic goddess. Um, and what I used to do when before I started using reusable bags is, is I'd come in, bring everything in and let things sit on the counter and I would sort of slowly go through it. But the nice thing about reusable bags is, is it forces me to unload everything immediately. Like I put stuff in the refrigerator, but the other stuff be like, Oh, I'll get to it later. Um, but it, it, it forces me to unload everything immediately. And what I do is, is I stuff a bunch of bags in one bag and then I hang it on the front door. The next time I go to that car, the door for me to take car. Yes. Yes. When when I first started, my husband got me um, personalized bags. Oh. So that was nice. You know, it had, you know, uh, a flower and reduce, reuse, uh, you know, things like that. Um, but what I found was they were really cute, but they were not practical for grocery shopping. They were like probably nine by, I don't know, by 13. You know, they, they were cute bags. They weren't. You know, they're they're good for going to the mall. They're good if you're running, you know, quick errands, but not for grocery shopping for sure. So then, you know, like you, you start collecting them. You know, different places offer them, um, or you know, you're oftentimes given, you know, bags. So, 
you know, now I have nice ones that have the square bottoms because it really does make it easier. My other ones were so narrow at the bottom, they wouldn't stand up. Um, um, and I know that um, there's a, a, a smaller grocery store that, you know, charges you if you take bags now. And so that also has helped. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, I don't want to have to pay for bags every time. I, I really don't want to use the, the plastic to start with, but I certainly don't want to have to then pay for them. So I think, you know, you do it. Now, a couple of times I would go in, and the poor um, people with my groceries would just be beside themselves. I would say, oh, I forgot my bags. Just put it in the buggy. And then because the bags were in the car, I would just shuffle it real quickly into the bags to take home. And if you do that like twice in the summer in Florida, you kind of cure yourself because it's hot. And you go, I'm not going to forget those bags again. Right. <laughs> well, and and so that's so we'll go on and name it. It's Aldi's. Um, so, the, right, it's the carrot or the stick. So, on the reverse of that, so Aldi's charges for the bags. I, I think that's perfectly acceptable. And then at Target, but most people don't know this at Target, um, and they still do it because I always check. I'm like, did you give me my nickel back? At Target, if you bring your own bags, um, they give you a nickel for every bag. So, they're not going to, let's say you bring 15 bags and you only use two. They're only going to give you a nickel for the two you use, not the 15 you brought, right? Um, so don't think this is a, some moneymaker from Target, but um, they will give you a nickel per bag that they use to put, put your stuff in. So, and even um, on their self-checkout, they have that now. When you go to self-checkout, it says, how many bags did you bring? And you can say two. So you still get your nickel even if you're using the self-checkout. That's good to know. So Target's being very aware Um of what's, you know, going on environmentally. Right, which I really appreciate. Um, which um, this brings me to, I don't think I've done a blog on this yet. I'm, oh, maybe I have it somewhere. Um, so this isn't really plastic, but I'm going to say it really quick, and then we'll get back to plastic. Um, it's, and this always free people who you can tell who's not listening because, they're not listening and they have a really negative reaction. Like um, I have reduced my paper. I buy paper towels about once every 18 months now um, because I use um, these recycled um, things called SCOI on Amazon. And I will add a link to the SCOI cloth. Um, big, big fan of those. They're made out of the um, pulp from the paper process that would get thrown away. So it's recycled content but it's pre, pre-consumer pre uh, cycle content. Right, and they're great. Um, right. But, so, but if you have, look, once again, progress, not perfection. This is about reduce, not not use. Reduce, 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 reduce. Um, please switch your toilet paper and your paper towels to any, and if you can, 100% recycled post-consumer content. All things in the world that you should be using that's recycled is toilet paper. Um, this is not reusing toilet paper. This is paper made out of post-consumer. <laughs> like I've been at some of those UMW things, and I say, okay, now I want you all to go home and start thinking about buying recycled toilet paper. Ew! I'm like, no, 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 not reused toilet paper. Recycled content toilet paper. So, I know, isn't that funny, though, that they, they like, the, that is, like, okay, you weren't listening. <laughs> Um, so, um, Kroger carries, um, 
it's a little strange with Kroger because, like, sometimes it's the same brand and sometimes it's 100% recycled content and sometimes it's not. And I don't understand that. But that's that's what I buy. Um, seventh Generation has it. Um, and, um, you know, once again, paper towels are one of those things that's just like it's a convenience. Um, and, you you know, normally you're just wiping up something. You don't want anything that you have that you're going to reuse near it. Um, so why not use something that's got recycled content? Have you switched to that yet? That's true. Um, I have not. On my last one, unfortunately, um, where I was, they didn't have them, so I grabbed what I could get. But we don't use a lot of paper towels in general. We, you know, use the – what did you just say? I can't think of it. You know, the the cloth from the pulp. The scoys. I was was thinking SL. so we don't in general use it, but like the other day, something happened. I don't know what. I was cleaning up, and I I used a paper towel for it, and then you know I, I was cleaning water up from something, and so I just let it dry, and then I just put it in for my compost. Huh. You know, so if you compost, I mean it's it's just paper. So right. I'll, I'll use that. You know, with some dry. Sometimes I like to use like if I have it. Um, you know, it'll um, layer, you know, I just, I just rip it up real quick into pieces, you know, to kind of layer on my compost post before I get it out to the backyard. So if you have to use it, you can, you know, usually do something else. You know, if you're cleaning or something, you have chemicals on it. Of course, you don't want to do that. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So um, back to the shopping bag. So um, let's talk about, so the, so I, I, I'm like you. I'm trained at the grocery store, right? I feel like if I forget them for some reason, like I will catch myself before I even get to the door. I'm like, I'm missing something. Oh, I'm missing the bags. Go back and get the bags, right? right. Um, so, but the thing that took me, and I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big mall shopper anyway, but like at Christmas in particular, like, duh, why aren't you using your beautiful canvas bags that you have that have some, messaging to reduce on it probably when you go to the mall do do you have any help me do better Kendra that's what I'm asking you all right well at Christmas I bought myself um I I I didn't even see them during the Christmas season after Christmas one year they had um you know like the the canvas bags the totes nice square bottom ones that you can use and they have Christmas patterns on them so I've gotten to where I love at Christmas to carry those because people always go, oh, well, that's so cute. You know, there's all, I get more comments on my bag using holiday ones than I do the rest of the year. I also, um, I have, I would say it's um, kind of a mid-size bag. And, you know, I'll take, if I'm going to the mall, I'll take my little Christmas bag, my mid-size Christmas bag, and I'll just be like, I'm going to put that in my bag. So I don't get one at every store. Even if I have to get one, at a department store where I made my first purchase, if it's small enough and can be added to my bag, I just add it to the bag. That's real reducing. It's not getting a bag from every single store. You know, I mean, it looks, you know, very holiday to have, you know, hands full of bags as you leave them all. But a lot of times it's a smaller item and you don't need another bag for it if you have your own. So that that's, you know, been, it, it's it's actually fun for me to carry those. Um, and that if I, like I had a return today, I went in, I did my return and I know they are not going to recycle that bag. You know, I know it's going right in their garbage can. 
So I said, oh, I'm going to keep the bag. And I just folded the bag up. I had it in my hand. I went on. I found something else. So I just added it back to that bag. So, you know, if you have a little bag in your purse, then you can pull it out and do that to help you too. Right. There was something else you were telling me about, like, so into your life, like, you know, I still have tons of plastic bags. Now, we recycle plastic bags um, in Atlanta. Do you all have recycle? I know that there was a, one time there was a mention of it, but do you have, like, do, can you take plastic bags to Publix and yes. recycle them? Pu- Publix, um, and, and Target has it also. Um, Publix for sure has it. They have it out front, and they, at the same time, they will take your um, foam cartons, so your meat tray cartons, your foam egg cartons, and um, you can drop those off at Publix. And it's usually right out front, and they're green bins, so they're very easy to find. But well, like, that, that, I hate on. to have a bag, you know, but it happens. But sometimes right. they get, like, holes in the bottom, and so, you know, you know you can't you know, reuse it because something, you know, could go through it or leak. So what I usually do with those is I just have um, right outside my back door where I put my styrofoam containers and um, I just take that bag and I knot it so I know it's not good. And then when I, you know, go to the store, I just grab my foam and I... Whoops. We... Uh, something happened to her. Um, Kendra? Okay, I'm gonna try to call call her back real quick. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know what happened. That's never happened before. So um, she and there's one tip that she's got that I really um, want you all to hear. So let me um, see if we can get her back. Sorry about that. That's okay. Technology is great, but it's not always perfect. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you talk, you were what, when I stopped hearing you. So I'm going to assume that everybody else did too. Was you were talking about knotting bags, so you know that there's a hole in them, so you know not to to that it's no good and it should go to be recycled. So I just have a, a, a it's really an old trash can, small like bedroom trash can, right outside my back door. So I just put it right in there, and I can. You know, when I go to either Publix or Target, I know I can just drop it right off there. Um, The other thing about bags is, to me, they just seem to create mess. You know, they're they're you either have to wad them up and you know stick them somewhere, and then you pull one out, eight more come out with it. So if you have bags, because sometimes let's face it, you need a plastic bag for something wet. I've started folding my plastic bags, um, and I saw it somewhere on Pinterest. And you basically flatten your bag, fold it over, and fold it up like you would an American flag. I fold it over in half and in half, and then you do quarter turns, make the first one a triangle, and quarter turn all the way up. And then at the end, you just tuck it in. So it's a cute little small orderly parcel. And I have um, just an old cardboard box, um, like a shoe box, and I just have them in there. And you can tell what size the bag is by how big the triangle is. So it's also like, oh, I need a bigger bag. Oh, I need, you know, just something tiny to wrap this up for protection. 
I can grab those. And it takes, you know, two seconds to do it. And it just seems to me to keep things more orderly. You can have your kids do it. It's a great thing to teach them how to fold the American flag also. Oh, that's a good idea. And and it gives them a chore that they can help with that, that you know what I'm saying, that, that they, they can feel like they've accomplished something. But they also are understanding yes. how to keep home tidy and neat. That's a great idea. Right. That, I, that's really good. And do we, I mean, we practice folding flags when we're in Girl Scouts. I don't do people do that anymore? Do they teach um, them at school I, how to fold a flag? I do not think they learn. I don't remember my kids learning that in a curriculum somewhere, but if they get up into high school and they're doing um, ROTC and those kind of things, I believe they do. Actually, I'm going to take that back. Um, the patrols at our elementary school had to take the flag down and they didn't have to know, they did get taught how to fold a flag there. Okay. Um, so it's a good little one skill. Of those, yeah, it's right. Well, and you know, one of those quirky American, things people will be like, how do you know that? Right. Well, but the other thing is, is like as proud Americans, right? We always talk about, you know, you know, we have the greatest country in the world and we love it so much and we're so blessed to be here and, and how much we love it. The fact that, to think that most people don't even know how to fold the flag, which is, you know, a, a, an act of respect is sort of sobering, I guess. So let's get back to happy. Um, so okay. One, I have one, one other little tip Okay. that I'm going to share, and it's not on bags, but I had a friend who did this, and I was like, what? That, but it works perfect. Um, for many cupcakes, if you have a foam egg carton, if you want to take a lot, you know, you might get the 18-count egg carton. A mini cupcake fits directly down in them. You close it. It keeps it in its place until you're ready to serve them. You don't have to buy a plastic container. You don't have to worry about them sliding around. It's the perfect size, you know, for kids. They don't need a whole cupcake. Most of the time they end up throwing away um, the oh. bottom anyways. So... My daughter was in high school, and she made them, and she decorated them and took them in. And she's like, people were like, just blew their mind. They're like, why are you carrying eggs? And then she'd offer them a cupcake. You know, they're like, wow. I mean, and she carried them. She's like, you know, I had them through lunch, and none of them got shaken out of place. None of them got mashed, the tops. So that's just another cute, easy, quick idea you can do when you're transporting um, mini cupcakes. Or muffins. Well, and that's a reuse, right? And then, you know, that's you can do it two or three times and then recycle the egg carton. Right. I love that. That's a great idea. Now, there's something else because I've got a picture of it, and I'm going to put put it up on Instagram too. Um, excuse me. You sent me um, a picture of Starbucks cups. Um, what, <laughs> what What's that all about? Well, you know, you hate to just not um, – just throw away a cup. I, I do have my own grande refillable cup, but, you know, sometimes I don't have it with me or I don't know I'm going to be stuck somewhere. So when I come home with my and, – and you can use, you know, doesn't have to be Starbucks, but I happen to have done that as a planter. You know, so, like, if you're starting seeds, you know, it's a perfect size. You can poke holes in the bottom for it to drain. Um, I happen to um, compost and I had volunteer um, peppers, I believe they're peppers, we'll see, um, coming up. And I needed them to be 
protected because the rest of the garden was already um, started and, you know, for watering and wind and everything. So I put my volunteer plant inside the cup, and then as it grows, we'll be able to, you know, remove the cup um, or just leave it there as a barrier. I'm going to really try it as a barrier because we um, have some, I think it's a bunny who likes to nibble Uh on my tender plants. So um, I'm hoping that's going to keep them away from the bottom leaves also. So, you know, I'll have to report on that and see see how that works this season. Okay, so we have to tell one more family story. Um, uh, And then we'll we'll introduce Terry. So um, my grandparents, my grandparents, I'm so sorry, our grandparents, um, you know, when you're single, when you when you're alone, you talk about my. But we're together, so we get to talk about our grandparents. That's right. A huge lot had two acres. Um, I think my grandfather's picture is in the diction. There I go again. Our grandfather's picture is in the dictionary um, next to putter. Would that you think that would be a, an accurate dis- description? Yes, very accurate. So, um, and he he loved he loved to. I don't. I, I didn't ever consider it gardening, but I guess it was gardening. But he had citrus plants, and he loved my grand, our grandmother's. I'm going to fix it, Kendra. I promise. He loved our grandmother so much that he planted zinnias. She loved zinnias, and um, and having two acres of land, even though they were sort of in the middle of town, you know, they had all kinds of little critters, and they had bunnies, and the zinnias, the bunnies would come and eat the zinnias in the middle of the stem. So the the flowers would you know flop off and die. I don't, do you remember this? And, and Mimi would be so upset because like those bunnies killing my zinnias. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we had we we had a lot of fun as children in that backyard. That was a magical backyard for sure. That was um, a magical backyard. And um, but yeah, she would just get so money. And then you see a bunny, you're like, oh, it's so cute. And then you then you figure out if you're a gardener why Mr. McGregor did not like Peter. <laughs> yes, because bunnies like to nibble. They like to nibble. Um, My, so. In fourth grade, um, they sent home a plant, a cabbage plant. Whoever could grow the largest cabbage plant, um, I was going to win a prize or something over the summer. And I mean, we had, I was like, boy, that, that's a big cabbage now, you know, uh-huh. and a bunny found it. And we didn't have a cabbage to take back to school, but it, it had gotten to be a, I mean, it, I'm like, it's bigger than one you've seen in the store. It was a big, lovely cabbage head. Um, oh. So, you know, you have to, you have to work, work, work with the critters and find a happy medium. We now do our cabbages in pots. So they're higher up, so the bunnies can't get to them. There you go. So they're bunny. Um, well, that's great. So let's introduce you. You've seen um, Terry already. So um, yeah, we at so EEN, he's he, he cute. He's cute. So um, we at EEN um, really wanted to do something meaningful in regards to sort of educating people about straws and the single-use plastic and what a problem it's become. And we decided one of the things we'd done, because we hadn't done anything at EEN like this before, is that we would create um, a mascot and a children's book. Um, And there are children's books around for creation care, but not many. 
and um, not thematic like this is. So um, we create we uh, created Terry the the sea turtle. He is a temporarily sea turtle, which I don't even honestly don't even know what that means. I just know he's from Padre Island, Texas. And there is an electronic version of the book on the page where you take the last straw pledge. And the um, the title of the book is called Terry the Sea Turtle and the Terrible Plastic Straw. And um, we're we're really excited about this book. Um, it turned out really, really beautiful. And we believe it does a great job of sort of explaining the, the challenge with plastic pollution in the oceans. We didn't even get into that today. That's a whole other episode. Um, but we hope that you'll take a look. We, um, our goal is to get this into Bible, Vacation Bible Schools. So if you would like to get copies of Vacation Bible School to get to your kids, um, contact me at beth at creationcare.org, and we will do our dead level best to get you copies um, for your Vacation Bible School. You get, there's so many things the kids take home from Vacation Bible School, but this is, this is a story that they can take home and read over and over again um, to really sink into and anchor in your children's hearts. Um, how beautiful God's creation is and why it's so important we need to take care of it. So, um, like I said, the link is on um, the show notes, and we hope you'll check it out, and we hope you'll consider using it for Vacation Bible School. So that is Terry the Sea Turtle. And I don't remember, I'll I'll have to go back and um, um, add a picture of him for um, the show notes. So, anyway, thank you, Kendra. I I love you. You're welcome. just say that loud and proud. On our I, little podcast, I love you too. opened up oh. our Beth. You have really opened up our ideas to the environment and protecting the earth that our children are going to live in longer than we will. Well, thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, and it's just it's just fun, right? It's just fun to, you know. I, I think people think, oh, it's a sacrifice. It's this, that, and the other. Do you feel like you've really sacrificed something because you didn't use a straw? No. I do not feel that way. Really? Me either. So anyway, well, I hope that we can do this um, on a quarterly basis. I, I told you that after the last one. So, um, But I feel like this has been really helpful. You've given us so many great, great ideas for um, managing plastic at home and with the kids. So thank you so much. You and I will speak again very soon. Um, our audience will have to wait a little bit longer to hear from you again, but appreciate your time. You're welcome. Um, so I, I really, gosh, you know, it's just so fun. It's just so fun to have this relationship. And, and that's, I always talk about unintended benefits of creation care. And one of the unintended benefits is the way that Kendra and I have really bonded over, you know, sort of exploring how to do creation care together and sharing ideas back and forth. It's just been really, really fun. And it's been really fun to help you know, teach the kids and, and um, do that. So um, so that is this episode of EEM Moms Talk. We will be back next week. I'm hoping um, we're going to have a, a water keeper with us, um, and um, we'll be talking about some ways to um, care for water and how that affects your children's health, more importantly. So have a blessed, blessed week, and we will talk to you on the next episode of EEN Moms Talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of EEN Moms Talk. You'll be able to get more information on our website at creationcare.org, and we hope that you will like and subscribe to these podcasts 
on iTunes or your other favorite podcast player. 